0: You're pretty busy with your guitar stuff, though, right, Jeff?
1: Oh, you noticed that I play the guitar, (laughs) did you? Mm. I mount them on my walls so that everyone will see them. Oh, might see them, you know. Oh, those. Oh, those old things. No, I should have put those away. I should have put those old things away. Oh, those antiques.
0: Mm. I just, (laughs) just some stuff
1: I have. Oh, I guess they are pretty valuable. You're right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess I do have a lot of money, it must sound like. <laughs> I guess I must be very wealthy. You should see my refrigerator.
0: You should hear me play electric guitar through my 47 oh. pedals. I'm pretty rich.
1: Yeah. I'm a I'm a
0: pedalman. You ever I heard say of, I'm a pedalman, you ever I'm sure heard, you're uh Wonder Wall played through 47 guitar pedals. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that goes, Don't go breaking
1: Wonder Walls? <laughs> Rivers of the rivers of the life that did their family, and never shall have them there. Love it. Love it. Yes.
2: I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Man, that almost was a segue into Gold Goblin number one. Welcome to the Comic Space. Spoilers.
1: (laughs) How? Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can't even know a lot of the time. (laughs) Welcome to a Comic Space Presents, the perfectly acceptable podcast, episode two hundred and ninety-three. How the West was won, they will ask years from now, and the answer (laughs) will always come back to a unification brought about by the three. Triangular pinnacles of comic l- enthusiasm. The first pinnacle, Jeff, it, courage. The
2: side pinnacle, Django, farts. Mm. And the, the underneath pinnacle, Roman, the nose. <laughs> oh
1: yes. <laughs> courage, Hunderous. farts, and the nose. <laughs> um, you know. That is that's it. amazing, Where, Roman. That that south- <clears throat> what? Huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, that I was loud. saying, where's our, where's our, where's God. the sound effects? We need after all that our names. We need the like. Wow,
1: sound effects. That's pretty good. I think it's, you broke audio. Like you broke <laughs> the world of audio when you uh, just yelled into the microphone. I think it was the loudest Roman has ever been.
0: It's perfect because it takes courage to use the nose to smell the farts. Smell Yeah. This is like rock paper scissors. We just invented rock paper scissors, guys. You know, here's the see... symbol for the nose. Like I got your nose
1: a very old friend today that i haven't seen in like seven years and it was very nice to see an old friend and i did not mention this podcast once because <laughs> i would be super bummed if they listened to it because of reasons like this like this is not something that's gonna make no one's gonna be like what have you been up to <laughs> oh well yeah you know i listened to jeff's oh, podcast yeah. and he's hanging out with somebody who identifies as the fart <laughs> and i think he might be older than jeff which makes me really concerned about his maturity should we maybe
0: frame this as a morning show instead?
1: I don't think Mormons the have farts. anything to do with it. We're not excluding Mormons, <laughs> but um, what it is is a comic book <laughs> podcast. That's right. The Pacific Northwest <laughs> comic book podcast extraordinaire, hosted by the three of us lovely folks who run a comic shop and read all of the comics, and Roman especially has been reading all of them for a really long time. And then we gather here. To, uh, you know, create a safe triangular space for the three of us to make goofs with one another and talk about comics and stuff. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, then I get an intro in the bag like that. And I think like, fuck, yeah, right? I think we knocked it out of the park. I got to call my friends. I got to make <laughs> sure everyone knows about this podcast that we do that we've been doing for almost 300 episodes.
0: Hey, guys. Happy episode. 293 speaking of 293 there were 300 issues of cerebus and that was recently beaten by spawn what's your favorite spawn issue mm. turn up love you guys awesome
1: uh, <laughs> great email question will our favorite recurring character on the show wow what's my favorite issue of spawn
0: no i think he said what's your favorite cover of spawn
2: Oh. I, thought, oh! I thought it was issue.
0: Uh, let me look at the email. Yeah, it was. It was definitely cover. <laughs> ah, damn.
2: What's my favorite cover of? Sporn? Oh no!
0: It says cover and issue.
1: <laughs> so, and we Ow. got up
0: to six answers here.
1: Um, I really like the cover and issue of number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you motherfucker! What are we gonna choose? <laughs> oh man <laughs> i think for me my favorite cover is the i
1: hate this question
0: it's, it's the one with the will step the violator up, on it the violator oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like yeah number, yeah, number yeah. two or three
1: yeah 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 kind of reminds it's reminiscent of the venom on top of spider-man cover i was thinking the one that's just oh. a full face oh yeah that one's just like good. a big old yeah, ugly yeah, violator big. face yeah
0: yeah um and as far as issues go, probably number one.
1: Yeah, it's a I good read that one. one. Roman, are you scrolling through Spawn gallery?
2: <laughs> I am. You?
1: <laughs> oh, it's number four. I was number st- four is
2: my cover. Sorry. Oh, uh, see, I try. I was trying to remember because he did those issues, or they have those Spawn issues where Alan Moore wrote one and Neil Gaiman wrote one. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and that I was remember
2: eight, eight and nine. Yeah, and I remember Gaiman's issue. Those At least the, co- cover? the cover. Well, uh, he introduced because he introduced Angela in it uh, and Medieval Spawn. Um, but I can't remember Alan Moore's issue.
0: Alan Moore's issue was it's one of the was, prison.
2: The prison and all the
1: superheroes in the cells trying to get out, and it was like a metaphor for um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the cre- like the creators whose creative licenses are being shackled by properties is the cover mm-hmm. with Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Uh, it's that that cover the the Alan Moore cover is uh, the Spider Man number one homage, okay. and the
2: Cerebus oh. cover is the Dave Sim issue. Oh wow, the Alan Moore story sounds awesome, but I guess I can't pick it since I don't remember it at all. I'll, I'll pick the I'll pick the Alan Moore the Spider Man homage cover for my favorite mm-hmm. cover, but I'll pick the Neil Gaiman issue which introduces Angela because that's nice. the only Spawn story pretty much I kind of remember.
1: I will amend my answer to be. The cover of number one and the issue of alan moore's nobody's gonna choose the gunslinger
0: cover well listen give the guy a break he's been having smtp troubles he just got that in under the wire
1: well
2: he should go to he should go to a mechanic then, because they know all about that stp stuff that's true i thought you went to a doctor for those that's the (laughs) st stpds spider-man
1: okay 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 (laughs) Okay. (laughs) okay you
2: know there was a marvel comic this week that had a had a hulk fart joke and it made me think of Django.
1: Dang. Wow. Hey, Hummer. Roman.
2: Yeah.
1: I have a question for you. I want to okay. just f- whole honesty. I Uh-oh. saw you in the comic shop today on Tuesday. uh pick up an <laughs> issue of 10,000 Black Feathers, number three by Lemire and Sorrentino, and then put mm. it down and not take it. Are you not
2: reading this book? That's funny that you saw that. That's funny because I picked it up, started to look at it. And then I remembered <laughs> that, oh. The previous issue I read of this like made no impression on me, and I can't remember anything about it. So I thought, eh, I'm not going to bother. There's mm. enough other comics to read this week. Did I miss something good?
1: A comic, <laughs> no. like, a, like a good comic, good yeah. good paneling. Yeah, I mean, Jeng, Jeng, are you liking this comic?
0: I think so. Uh Ten thousand black feathers. Yeah, you already you already said the names and the numbers and everything. Dang, yeah.
1: smooth, bro. Thanks, <laughs> man.
0: Smooth. Um, I'm with Roman in that I didn't remember having read number two. I don't know if it's been six weeks since it came out or if I just didn't remember it, but I think he just does a really good job of sort of catching you up as you go, whether you're, you know, the, you, you never really feel lost, even though it's supposed to be a little bit confusing and disjointed. Um, and I thought that the the final panel was really well done. And I'll bet that you like the, the final splash page with the tree and the diagram and the, Hickman shit, Jeff.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The final splash page in the tr- yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Satan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really like the first issue. That one just sort of a girl goes home, and at the end, you kind of realize that her best friend from childhood is either missing. In the second issue, you you kind of get the backstory of them hanging out and writing all this D and D stuff together and growing up together. Um, and then her becoming friends with kind of like the cool kids, and then in this one. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been kind of small bits of development, but I've remembered each mm-hmm. one, um, but one and two went pretty seamlessly. Um, yeah, I just really like the art and I think the character work is fantastic. Uh, and we're getting, you know, like, I think there's two really well written books right now that are like about co- closeted best friends being worried about like, needing to kind of like save their friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, while, you know, n- not coming out or having that be kind of the crux of the issues. And I between this and the other one, which was last week which was... Specs. Um, yeah, I just... I really, really like both of them. I really like both these characters. I think they're really, really well written, and I like the mystery that they're setting up here pretty well. Like, you know, the friend was either murdered or went missing, and there is this guy who the friend saw her with the last night she was alive, and everyone in the town, because it's a time jump, has thought he murdered her, and his life's been kind of ruined, but he, fi- he gets comes up murdered at the end. I don't know. I... Yeah, I, I like it because it's an easier read than like Gideon Falls was. It's less okay. it's less like difficult to read. It's I don't know. I remember the characters pretty well. Django, your video is frozen. Is it now? Oh no, you're good now. Maybe I was okay. frozen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just it just goes down easy. I think it's like very character-based, whereas Gideon Falls, I was still doing a lot of like problem solving as I was reading it. Right. And so I really like that this one's is a little bit more on the surface. And I'm just kind of into this multimedia. Well a multi sort of series story release that he's doing with it,
0: yeah, and the like when she gets ready to go in the basement there and and you get the disorienting like vertigo style uh boxes for the panels I thought that was really really cool, and the like you said the character work is interesting i I felt bad for both characters as they were kind of drifting apart,
1: yeah, I think they're just know? like pretty well conceptualized characters, and nothing seems yeah. um sort of false like fake or anything it just makes a lot of sense and seems like it's a a welcome sort of thing doesn't feel like parts are moving for the sake of a story or something so what'd you give it um I gave it a nine I'm gonna give it an eight and a half yeah I'm giving it a a pretty high score yeah I was just surprised but I know Roman when you came out of the first issue that
2: your feeling was that you were kind of tired of the dude's art yeah yeah kind of (laughs) yeah at least at least that that first issue was like well he he does cool stuff but I wanted more innovation I guess sure yeah yeah totally makes sense
1: um, anybody else got what what else what else you guys got? Who's got a thing? Because I got some I got some high scores this week, buddies. Not a huge oh, number of books on. this week, but I got some high <clears> scores. <throat> that first one was a pretty Good. high
0: score. That was a pretty high score. Roman, yeah. did you read uh
2: Blade, Vampire Nation? Of course I did. I love Blade. I no, mean, no, I, I no, I read Blade. I read it because of, of Mark Russell. I'm feeling left out again. You just <laughs> said you read it. <laughs>
1: oh wait, never mind. Yeah, you're right. I did read it. <laughs>
0: uh so yeah, Blade, Vampire Nation, Mark Russell, and dave watcher uh this is a one shot that apparently ties into avengers somehow
1: yes Uh, we know if we read avengers i bet but we don't
0: yeah i I know is it is it closely tied in because i didn't feel like it was super
2: i agree it's it's only tied in because one of the subplots in avengers of the last year was that uh dracula's back from back from you know death again and I forget how exactly, but uh, they stuck him and all the vampires <clears> around Chernobyl and they formed their own little vampire nation. And for some reason they're staying there and blade, I forget why exactly, but blade has made the sheriff of the town um, okay. to watch over the vampires and keep them from getting up to trouble anywhere else. Nice. And I, I don't quite remember how they convinced him to do this because he hates vampires, but
0: right. <laughs> Keeping him, keeping him under his his uh, scary anti vampire thumb.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think <clears throat> I don't remember correctly. I might be making this up, but I think maybe Captain America convinced him because you know he's Captain America and he could talk you into anything. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: right. I want to hear about this Dracula Illuminati in the back. The Dracumanati.
0: Oh yeah! At the very end, we have like is that Henry Kissinger and George Washington?
2: I was, was going to say, that sure I, looks like Kissinger.
1: I didn't know enough about who anybody was in there to have any opinions, but I was I wanted to know if you guys assumed like Benjamin Franklin or something. I, I,
0: I think it's Kissinger. I, I don't know for sure either, and I, but I'm guessing that one of those guys is probably Sun Tzu, um, who wrote The Art of War. Mm. Uh, I think he's just got like this cabal of, uh, what is it? His, his counsel um, is a kind of a fake, a decoy for his kitchen cabinet, is what he calls it in here. Um,
1: Do you... Okay, okay, okay. So it's got to be... They've got to be vampires, although the term kitchen cabinet would maybe make me think that they're humans and he's going to feed on them, but...
2: Well, that's just for the metaphor he uses to explain it to Blade. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm guessing the Kissinger guys, they're human. Mm. They're human um, tool, flunky.
0: Um, The the whole story I thought was... Pretty good. I like the I like the espionage parts and the uh, one of my favorite things is watching Mark Russell on social media point out really subtle jokes that he makes in there. And today he pointed out that he's got Blade reading Undead magazine instead of Life magazine, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and it's it it's I don't know. I like I like this version of Mark Russell. Like I like the other versions of Mark Russell. A little more superhero, a little less social commentary until you look at the whole thing as like one big picture
2: yeah yeah i i I was wondering how we pull that off in a marvel licensed book and everything but i I like just how in the in the brief like in a year the vampires have made this whole like social structure and there's the undead magazine there's so there's so many details i was like how did they do all this in like a year but it's but it's pretty entertaining because yeah they've got a whole social structure going and and shipping in humans to use for slave labor or food or you know desperate sport. humans yeah de- yeah sport <laughs> and somehow that they're <laughs> you make Dracula makes the comment or somebody does that their lives are better even as sport for vampires than it was yeah. on the outside it's like is it really i mean how are these, <laughs> it is for a while <laughs> these are delusions i like the- it oh sorry please go oh i like the fact that it's Cause I think that's a real thing that um, this area outside of Chernobyl power plant that the the Russians did make it into an amusement park city as entertainment for the, uh, the workers. So I think that's a real thing. Oh really? Wow. I I think so. I didn't look it up, but I I feel like that's a real thing. That's cool.
1: I liked it quite a bit. It's interesting outside of like the kind of jokes that you mentioned Django. I wonder if not knowing who wrote this going into it, if I'd be able to pick it out as Mark Russell. Do you think you'd yeah. be able to?
0: No, I don't think I would. I think I think he reined it in quite a bit. Yeah, but like even you know, there, there's like the the therapist being a, a central scene in there, like unhappy, still adjusting to life and life and yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's that's it's very much the way his brain seems to work.
1: For sure, yeah. I um, <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was as far as like a one shot about Blade. It was pretty dang good, um, and. Gosh, Will Elmer was mentioning, you know, as soon as you, and I I think I've voiced a similar opinion, as soon as you bring like vampires into my superhero universe, you lose me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that, so that's not a terribly uncommon opinion, but I think this does a good job of not doing the vampire stuff that is a turnoff for me. It's more like the empiric social structure uh, right. in this. And and, and yeah, so if, if vampires are your turnoff, if you like Blade or if you, well, you probably wouldn't like Blade, but if you like this universe or Mark Russell, I do think it's just interesting to see him pull it off in this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's very clever. I like the way he writes Dracula and just the the political machinations. And, and this is, I really like this version of Dracula. Yeah. He's nasty and aristocratic.
0: I didn't notice this before, but there's a whole page i must have just been reading the words there's a whole page where somebody's painting over vladimir lenin and putting dracula there instead that is pretty rad
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's nice too that i mean it's too bad this is just it's just a one shot right Mm -hmm. yeah um i hope they i'd like it if they did a a mini series or something with blade here and in vampire nation because i thought this worked better than play directly in Avengers comics. Cause I feel like he never quite fit in there. I agree. But having him here, I mean, he's still tied to the Avengers. He's still a member, I guess, of the Avengers, but he's often doing his own thing. And it's not really superhero things. Yeah. What do you guys
0: think of the fact that he is named the sheriff of a vampire, a Russian vampire nation, right? Like sheriff is about the most American <laughs> wild west thing you can get. And yeah, vampires in Russia are neither of those. Like, yeah, I would have. I would have expected maybe a more uh, a more bureaucratic title
2: for him. Yeah, yeah. Burgermeister. Yeah, the burger <laughs> yeah, <Meister>. Burgermeister. <laughs>
1: Burgermeister. <laughs> um, yeah, what a Burgermaster he was. I gave it a seven 0.
2: I gave it an eight I gave it. I gave it an eight.
1: Nice. The ocho. The ocho. Roman, what's what's sticking down your little crawdad
2: craw? Um. I'll just pull one out at random here. Oh, nice. Um, I love when you pull it out at random. Yikes. <laughs> the Borgo Master. See, if we had a morning show, there'd be this big like oh, boom, sound effect. But
0: oh, we can all hear
2: it. <laughs> uh, you know, Gold Goblin number one surprised me. And I, I guess it sh- shouldn't have really surprised me because it's Christopher Cantwell, a writer we all we all enjoy. Um, but it surprised me how much it kind of leans into um themes of addiction and trauma which are some of cantwell's favorite things apparently
1: staples in his writing yeah
2: but but yeah it's all about um norman osborne trying to uh live a better life because in that spider-man storyline where the sin eater was around he he ate norman's sins which i never quite really knew what that meant because it's just like absolving yeah yeah, it's just like absolving sins or actual sin eaters back in whatever centuries they use those well, just cause that happens. Doesn't mean, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't take away the sin. It doesn't take away the actions that hurt people. Right. And that's what Norman's dealing with here is yeah. The sin eater ate his sins, but, and he's been pretending that he doesn't feel guilt, but he still feels a lot of guilt and he wants redemption. He's made this armor to, to try and be a, a maybe a, a hero version on a glider. Um but he's haunted by Gwen Stacy among others, but there's a great scene. That in there.
1: Scene was so great.
2: Yeah. in the elevator <laughs> where he's, yeah, she's there and it was pretty effective. I actually felt sorry for Norman and had hints that, Oh good. We're going to return Norman to classic Norman Osborn mode. Maybe. Yeah. We've got to be moving towards that, right? That's good. Yeah. Be yeah. Despite cool. his intentions and his best right. efforts. I mean, like,
1: but... yeah, like we've got to have the goblins voice. Yeah. Be, I don't know. I'm hoping yeah. that's what this is, but I love Norman Osborn and I love the Goblin and I love Gwen Stacy and this kind of corner of Peter's life and I really like I really like this issue and I like the art a lot more than I thought
2: I would too. Yeah, I like the art a lot more. I like the issue a lot more than I expected to even knowing it was Cantwell going in. Yeah. Um I like the exploring that that yeah, Norman is addicted to kind of the the Goblin personality um to, which like they, they've mentioned that before the Goblin serum Is addictive and affected his mind, and it's. I'm glad that just because of the sin eater, that that stuff isn't gone.
1: Yeah, but I and I also just like the mental health aspect of it. Of it, like you know, intrusive thoughts, and there's just always a fair amount of psychology in Christopher Cantwell's writing.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good darkness at the end when those little kids like pick up one of those stolen skulls and ask Osborne to sign it, and he's like, um. Okay, and he signs it.
1: Yeah, that seemed <laughs> grossly correct. Yeah, I gave it an 8.0, which was quite a surprise for me, um, even you know knowing the Cantwell stuff. But it seems like the kind of thing that wouldn't necessarily go over super great. Like, you could just pump a series out for the justification of making a series, but I actually think it's
2: doing a lot of pretty interesting work with Norman in it. Yeah, yeah, I give it an 8.5, actually. Yeah, 8.0. Which I never would have thought last week that I would give it a high grade. <laughs> hey, Django,
1: what are you working on over there?
0: Uh, me? Yeah i'm just uh you know working on comics oh what are you working on
1: oh i was just i thought maybe you want to let everyone know what you're doing
0: <clears throat> oh yeah I, I i was uh i was reading a comic that took a long time to read but i really liked oh
1: you don't want to mention you're putting people's scores on the, the website
0: oh yeah i'm putting people's scores on well i'm putting them on in our system It'll oh, probably filter right. out to the
1: website not I, into the website i think it yet. will okay yeah we're um, trying to get a link so that all the scores for people whether talked about on the podcast or not all of the people who work at the comic shop can leave scores
0: yeah yeah, so Roman, as I go, I'm adding your your reviews that you say out loud, your your review scores.
1: Oh, okay. Um <clears throat> did
0: you guys read Chroma number one?
1: I started it, got about 10 pages in, just realized I didn't want him. Is okay. it about it's about colors?
0: It is. Lorenzo Ooh. Di Felici? What, what did Lorenzo Di Felici do? Is that the, the art
1: in Oblivion Song?
0: Oblivion song, that's right. Okay, well, I'm bummed that I'm just gonna do a little monologue here, but uh this is set in kind of a, a old school fantasy world, which usually isn't my cup of tea, but these little kids, uh, it's, it's like everything is done by, by Lorenzo. Um, except the lettering. These kids are part of like a, a, club that's being trained by one of the elders and they go to the town square to see, um, this event where a monster bursts out of an egg and then people go and, and chase it and try to kill it. And, one of the kids sees through the mask that it's a little girl who is um, dressed like a monster and realizes that the town has been kind of cheating them and and pulling the wool over their eyes. And the thing I didn't notice was that uh, the whole thing is kind of in black and white until you see her eyes and she's got, you, you see one of her eyes and it's blue. And so this kid kind of becomes obsessed with this this girl and you know they're they're like the same age but she's been held in a tower and to- told that she's a monster and it's just a really interesting coming of age story with a great great cliffhanger and interesting use of colors like the, the whole thing is that uh they had to sort of get rid of colors in this world to stay safe and 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 stay in this city and uh, i i really like the art and i think this story engaged me more than the oblivion song <clears throat> story did for sure
2: yeah
1: i like his art a lot i just don't particularly like fantasy and i don't necessarily love kids story like stories with kids as the protagonist that much mm-hmm. generally you know yeah. I, don't, I don't really understand it and wouldn't then this
0: is not for you
1: but i got a little i got into after <laughs> they realized the monster was like a little girl and he gets uh-huh. the leaders catch him for that um but there's also then a bunch of words like in vernacular and i was like i i just i uh, this is a big thick book yeah yeah a vernacular book with character yeah
0: it's it's not not a book that i would instantly expect to really dig but i, I made sure to read it i think i read it first or second just because it's a big one and and looked like it could be a coin toss for me and i read the whole thing without falling asleep which doesn't sound like a really positive
1: review but <laughs> these
0: days that's a really positive review
1: not a hard read <laughs> <laughs> not a hard read <laughs> uh but Django, you like books about kids yeah
0: generally Generally, yeah. I like I like kid I like, like kid protagonists. Definitely, uh, you know, get get me to read a book as long as they're not too stupid. Like I, I couldn't read a Goonies <laughs> comic. Those kids are shrill and annoying now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I I give this one. Uh, gosh, I want to sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna give this one an eight.
1: Hell yeah! Yeah. Hey, um, you guys, one bad day is trucking along, and we got oh, buddy, we got Mister Freeze is written by Gary Jerry Duggan with art by Matteo Scalera. Yeah, this will be my second favorite one bad day of the lot so far. I'm curious where you guys where this all came down for you. This is they did take some liberties. They changed some. I mean, kind of changed some elements about Mr. Freeze and his motivations. And this is a story that takes place kind of freshly after Robin's been working with Batman. So it's kind of set at a specific time.
0: Did they change it? Mm-hmm. What's what's different? Because I guess I don't know the definitive Mr. Freeze origin.
2: Roman. Well, they changed. That, that uh freezes is kind of is a jerk in here that he yeah. um he he misses Nora, but at the same time he used her and lied to her and he's fine with her being frozen and and not able to argue with him or or tick him off right. okay okay so that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah like yeah. I, I think up to this point he it's did been true want love. to save her and it has been yeah. true love and he had there yeah. is a sadness to him and well, I, I did like this very much and I don't I don't feel precious about the animated series one, but he is more of like a tragic lost hero, you know, type um, yeah. in the animated series. It. Yeah. And then yeah. most things after it, whereas this one, he's not sympathetic. Um, I
0: think this makes a lot more sense. To yeah. Me. Like like somebody who is egomaniacal enough to be Mr. Freeze probably isn't doing it for his one true love.
1: And probably yeah, probably wouldn't yeah. be able to sustain a healthy enough relationship to be at that spot with them.
0: Yeah. And so thematically a weird thing here is that it wasn't one bad day. He was always like this, Mm -hmm. right? So fuck you guys for naming it one bad day. This is one bad dickhead. Yeah, I was just going
1: to mention because like, yeah, changing it to this really undoes the name title because you could make it like he was a good guy until one bad thing happened and and it would be really sort of following the spirit of this one bad day thing.
2: So I think that would have been expected because the one bad day in here is is Nora's bad day.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because it does mention that like the one bad day. Yeah, the mistake she Mm. made was marrying you. Yeah, it was marrying him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right, I take it back. I, well, I wasn't complaining. That was Django
0: <laughs> No, you also, can you can take it back on my behalf. That's fine.
1: Oh I, yeah, I, I really like the character they were did, and I think the art was <clears> fantastic, <throat> fantastic. And I do, you know, this would make me think. I wonder how they're going to be collecting these stories, you know, because I would love an absolute edition of all of them. But that would be huge.
0: Aren't they already? They, haven't they solicited a hardcover for the Riddler, the Riddler one? one, yeah, for um, a sixty-four page story.
1: Yeah, which is, I guess <laughs> Killing Joke. How long is that? Sure. Oh,
2: yeah sure
1: (laughs) but but uh yeah i don't know this is i thought really good and like timelessly good batman um yeah 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 you know like in the way like long halloween feels like it could have come out in like the 80s or 70s and no
0: mayor nakano like this is just a batman story that has robin and happened sometime after starro
2: showed up
1: yeah, I did, and I love that bit too—the Christmas tree yeah. made out of bat wings with the star
2: on top. Made me think yeah. about Django. It's got matches. It's got matches Malone in it, and I always oh, love when Matches yeah. Malone is included, especially yeah. when it's Matches Malone that's basically a a, a Bruce Campbell character.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Bruce is Bruce is beefy in this. Yeah, like no no chin to blend in with his neck, kind of beefy, <laughs> and I love that. So is Matches Malone. Yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's only 3 pages of matches malone but it feels like we got a lot of matches in a really good way. Yeah. Yeah and and it's also kind of surprising at looking through this how little batman there is in it in a good way though again mm-hmm. like it he feels omnipresent but um isn't it's actually it truly is a mostly mr free story. Yeah, I thought it was pretty incredible. That was the one I was flirting with the beginning of the episode Django. if I wanted to oh. do a 9 or a 9.5 and I went 9.5 yep. with it because I think the arts impeccable i think the story is fantastic there's no reason that it's not a 10 outside of it It just doesn't quite make my core resonate like that 10 oftentimes does which did happen this week
0: yeah i was i was going to give it a nine but as we were talking i started edging to a 9.5 and then i saw that panel with uh robin super excited to have mr freeze in the car with them and robin and batman's breath Steaming up the windows. It's like, yeah, that's that's a nine and a half.
1: Yeah. Jenga likes him. Oh, and it's also kind of a Christmas story. So then you got that going for oh, me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is seven. Nice. It's a seven.
2: <laughs> what do you got, would, Roman? I would have been a ten, except they didn't include any, you know, a classic line like, What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age.
1: The Iceman cometh
2: <laughs> <laughs> I go these you.
1: and call me in the morning. <laughs> I used um, to meet you. I forgot about that. Uh, um, i give it a nine. Oh, chill
0: out. I mean, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I I, I mean, I prefer the tragic, tragic, romance, romantic animated series, Mr. Freeze, but this is much more realistic.
0: <laughs> Did you guys read him in the animated series accent or in Arnie's accent?
2: I tried to do the animated series more, I, more than Arnie's. I, oh, yeah, I read it in the animated series accent.
0: Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think I've really watched enough of either of those to do it. I just read them in my accent.
1: Yeah. Fart, stupid boy Joe. <laughs> fart, fart ice. Fart, fart ice. <laughs> um, good on them. Get on them. Still haven't touched my favorite issue of the week yet, though. Uh, Roman, what was a high-scoring one for you? Well, let's see. I also um, want to know your thoughts on the Stargirl book. Did we all read the Girl book?
0: I think we did.
1: Wow,
0: I hope Roman read it. He's the biggest Start Star Wars fan I know.
2: I certainly did read it, and well, and it was my one of my higher high end score. High, yeah, jeez, high scores. Score. He said, Heine.
1: Heine.
0: I see your heiny, all white and shiny." <laughs> me, wow. me, 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 <laughs>
2: me. I've never heard these rhymes. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, I'll tell no, you the joke I... after we finish our podcast. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Um, yeah, of course I read this and liked it. It's Jeff Johns. It's Following up last week's um, New Golden Age, also by Jeff Johns. Um, the nude Golden Age. Oh, I like it. That's a black label book. Um,
1: <laughs> Roman's quick on his feet. What is it? I, is uh, it
2: set in an alternate universe? Sure. <laughs> the Romiverse. Oh. <laughs> um, this was a fun issue. I mean, it starts right off with a classic 1940s car chase and awesome cars, and and they made the the two robber bad guys in it, the fox and crow, which are a couple old funny animal characters. Oh, yeah. But in here, they're just a couple of humans dressed like a fox and a crow. <laughs> I thought that was that
1: awesome. one went over my head.
2: That is a good catch, Roman. That, uh, yeah. Thanks. And Dan, the dynamite or yeah, Dan, the dynamite, who was the sidekick of TNT, but the way they portray him here, I didn't remember this, that when they click they tap their rings together. Uh, they both, I don't know what Dan gets out of it, but, his adult mentor, he apparently gets like turns all fiery and, and yellow and, and is no apparently only yeah. a half
1: step away from being pretty erotic, a <laughs> erotic.
2: Erotic. Um, erotic. little bit of invulnerable because bullets melt before they touch him. And I, don't, <clears throat> I didn't remember any of that, but he can only do it for a little bit for a few minutes. Okay. So Roman, the whole
0: question about this series is what happened to these, superhero sidekicks yeah like that's that's the the mystery of the storyline yeah are you telling me that tnt and dan dynamite were characters that we already knew because i think most of these characters are new to the dc
2: universe some of them are and some of them aren't like dan the dynamite or tnt and dynamite they've been around since the golden age they were actually and they were brought back a few times in various comics over the decades okay but other characters like, uh, let's see here, um, like I think TikTok, our man sidekick, I think that's the Jeff Johns creation. Okay. Um, but Wing, the Crimson Adventure sidekick, he, he was around back in the 40s. Airwave, who we only see his picture here, but he's a cousin of Hal Jordan. He's been around before, but some of them are new.
1: I love it when you talk comic to me, Roman.
0: Yeah, say cousin of Hal Jordan again, but do it
2: slower. Cousin of Hal Jordan. There it is. There it new is. wave. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Bomb is new. John Henry is new, I think. I thought this was really good. I, I thought uh... it was quite good, yeah. Oh, good. I was hoping you guys would <clears> like to.
0: Yeah, I tell you I like... what,
1: I'm stunned that I liked the art as much as I did. Todd Nock. I don't like Todd Nock. He does a lot of covers, but the first, like, you know, eight pages have that kind of retro finish to them that just makes his art look even better. Um somehow even better than this very 90s but it's kind of art adamsy i remember saying to you Django, and oh yeah yeah
2: yeah, I like, yeah I, I like that a lot too i like that and i don't know if um i have no idea but i was watching the star girl cw series and i don't know if that series follows continuity that comes from the comics or if it made its own continuity and now jeff johns is following that continuity with courtney whitmore and, and her friends but i like that it's that that kind of that continuity now worked into the comics. I'm a sucker for any well, Golden Age characters, but any stories that skillfully like connect Golden Age characters to modern times and make new stories with that. I, I just mm-hmm. I just love that, and this does that pretty well.
0: I have a question. Did either of you read the last issue of uh, the Catwoman Black Label book?
1: No, Lonely City.
0: Lonely City. Lonely. Oh,
1: did it come out? I don't, I, it
0: I did. Know. It was issue four. It was excellent. Roman. Oh, Django, like, I guess hey.
1: you're alone on that island well that's okay
0: because it's a lonely city island of catwoman oh Uh, i should
1: have gone for that that was a better one never mind
0: uh next time do you want to
1: to... put your shirt back on
0: uh this mentions clarion the witch boy Mm -hmm. clarion the witch boy is also in that catwoman why are we hearing about clarion so much now that's
1: two times Django.
0: yeah two times in like three weeks
2: well he's also been one of the main villains on the um uh, the uh, the recently ended Young Justice cartoon that's now con- maybe that's continued fine. in the comics.
0: Okay, so they're just giving him a higher profile, maybe.
2: But he, but he was also always around in the demon and stuff back in the 90s. Huh. Anyway. Oh, he, and, you know, and maybe because he's a teen, well, he's an immortal demon or whatever, but he always looks like a teenager. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I associate him with like Teen Titans and books. Huh. Yeah. Like that, that of Young
2: Justice. I don't know what this island is that that uh, Roman ants up on because who do you turned... think is
1: there talking to him it's
0: Jeff Johns it's either Jeff Johns or Grant Morrison yeah he's an old
1: person he gets turned into a kid and somebody says you're cursed and you shouldn't have come here Roman I want your silver age guess as to who it is I
2: you know I don't know I have no I have no clue Jeff Johns has got me going I don't know what this at first I was like oh is this an island we is it the island of the time for God, or something. If there's dinosaurs show up, oh, we know it's Island. The time for God, cool. I think yeah. it's Clary on the Witch Boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's okay, maybe that it's would Clary. seal because it, then it'd be four, Django. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right, nice work, Jeff Jones, for doing exactly what these guys said and uh, making us like a book
2: that we wouldn't necessarily think we would. I gave it a seven, I give it an eight, I gave it a nine. Whoa, he even he- mentions robot, robot man's robot dog. Oh. <laughs> hey, Robodog.
1: I don't know if you guys have been reading all of the Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League stories. Batman came out this week uh, by Cy Spier and Ryan Sook on art. And in these books, it's been Pariah has trapped the essence of one of the characters on a planet unto itself to be perfectly happy. So that they would kind of remain in a coma. There. so who'd be like sucking their energy out of them or whatever. So in this one, we get Batman's perfect world. Did you guys read this? I'm so glad you read it because did- I, I did. Did you read it, Roman? I meant to. I forgot to grab it. Dude, it is <laughs> fucking good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a really good take on Batman. Django, Damn take it, it away.
0: Uh, so we meet a city that runs perfectly. The city of Gotham runs perfectly um, during the day. And then at night, this Batman-type character named The Knight kind of wreaks havoc and and is trying to track down his parents killer and punishes and the, criminals and stuff punishes criminals and like very focused and there's like a a, a madness plague what is it called it's called the the
1: the
0: like
2: spreading yeah shattered um, plague no. of
1: madness but it's uh you keep talking i'll find
0: it yeah so like oh the sneer the sneer deniers are the people yeah. who don't believe in it it's like the the sneer sickness or something like that but uh, it's clearly like a joker type of disease or infection and uh and then the mayor of sneer this touched. town sneer touched the mayor of this town is pretty obviously bruce wayne just as uh as a good guy instead of a bad guy like a day versus night sort of thing and uh Throughout the story, we find out that at some point, um, Alfred helped to split. Or no, was it Alfred or was it Bruce?
1: So we get these two Bruce motherfuckers. They're like, there's this like rich, mechanical, socialite <clears throat> Bruce Wayne guy. And then there's this bad Batman type guy. And they both look like Bruce Wayne. And They kind of keep having their paths cross and tracking down a murder. And as they pursue this murder for who killed their parents, they're also like, one of us has to be a fake, like, Clearly we're the same person. We have the same memories. One of us is a clone and they go to Alfred and they were using these machines that were from a scientist. There were several scientists they mentioned. Um, Jonathan
0: Crane, Jarvis Tetch. Yeah.
1: But ultimately Zeus for Roman. bruce made a device to split his personality into two people so that he could be both at the same time so he's like a person who can experience happiness and can show his face to the world or like has the choice to and can spend his money and can like make the world a better place using his money and then at night there's this like angry driven miserable person out there hunting down criminals and it's because he knows that for that side of himself even that is happiness It's some fucking shit. And there's not a bat
0: in the whole thing. No. Right? He's got, like, a gear logo on his costume. Yeah. And then the thing that, like, the thing that floored me was the reveal that this is not the first time that they've met up and found Alfred at Arkham and uh, confronted Alfred, who then wipes their minds, gives them a new bad guys and sends them back to Gotham.
1: Which is... <laughs> he just thaws a frozen shit. bad guy for them to then it's like memento or something for them to yeah. like then yeah. have to go out and rediscover. So they have a sense of purpose for a while.
0: Yeah, this was really good.
1: It was an awesome I was because like that was the question I wasn't super interested after learning these miniseries are just sort of about a perfect world for these characters but the question was like what would it be for Batman and the idea that he could be both Bruce and Batman because Batman Mm -hmm. which he considers is almost like a punishment or something he has to do is still a thing that in his broken psyche makes him happy so he does that so he still made sure the broken part of him has that to chase like like Roman. Well, no, I don't even want to read you a bit of the dialogue. You just got to read the issue. It's really <laughs> okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a nine. I gave it a nine also.
0: <clears throat>
1: good yeah, comics it,
0: this week, boys.
1: Yeah, dude, it was really, really good. And the art was great, too. Ryan Sook is great.
0: Do you guys. Uh, gosh, there's there's so many more comics that, that we could talk about.
1: There are. We still haven't touched my 10 yet.
0: Oh, God, was it? It was deceased,
2: wasn't it? no no oh no. that was that was awesome though what and was it was
1: it was a no holds barred no questions asked absolute 10 shoot for the stars
2: and it wasn't the goblin um, one no namor the submariner
1: no but the movie Han, have solo and chewbacca namor number seven no no huh. jenga won't um, get
0: it i clearly right I, I i uh, oh of course <laughs> of course uh, i'm nothing but the butt of a nightwing joke to you people <laughs> <laughs> one, one
1: of the best issues of the series and one of the best issues i've read uh this year it it was so good and what number it, is it 90 98. 98 98
0: heavens to patsy
1: and Django, you could read this one as just a standalone one shot i think okay i'll get right on that it's got a fill-in artist it's a totally standalone thing but the end of the previous issue as we mentioned the cliffhanger is that uh while dick and barbara are babysitting this crime boss out in the woods a car shows up and it's rick grayson and all right we're like what and it turns out it's a fifth dimensional imp a la (laughs) mitsapitalik or batmite and it's Nightmite and this is grayson there yeah and there is just so much amazing stuff. I just love the way that every time anyone sees him with him, whatever hero just goes, "You got an imp!" Like <laughs> every single one just says in a deadpan voice, "Like oh, you got an imp." Um, Her <laughs> Batman says, "You developed an imp." <laughs> yeah, like this is some of the most fun Tom Taylor writing ever.
2: Yeah, it's such a blast, and 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 oh, and of course, I'm sure you're one of your favorite bits too. And mine, the imp um, empowers. Empowers Haley, Nightwing, and Batgirl's dog, yeah. <laughs> and makes it so he can talk in this great broken dog talk, and it's just so sweet.
1: And it's it's like hunt now, and Nightwing's like, "Bitewing, you can talk." He says, "Can talk. Thank you. Feed me. Save me. Thank you."
2: <laughs> and like and they have <laughs> little, yeah. a kiss, yeah, that a heart symbol. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it it is just like fantastic. And then the moral that it kind of like drives home is like, you know, he's this fifth dimensional imp who like idolizes Dick Grayson is trying to be like Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson's a hero. Um, And Tom Taylor does this kind of awesome thing where near the end, he says like, uh, he's like, well, what's your real name? And he's like, why? And he's like, because I shouldn't be your whole identity. If you have impossible expectations of me, then at some point I'm going to, I'm not going to meet them. Uh, and I, and it's, he says it's okay to be a fan but you shouldn't put me or anyone on that big a pedestal and to me that is just kind of talking about like expectations for people mm-hmm. in a personal world maybe also a social world or a celebrity world particularly like comic creators but like we keep pretending all of these people are perfect and then as soon as something happens we don't like they're not perfect it's like well you should never have thought these people were going to be perfect they're all have one thing in common they're human beings which people. means they're yeah, they're broken in some regards. So, like, I love that issue being brought into here. It was really vindicating for me.
2: I love that we, after all these decades, we finally got another costumed imp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this, and and this one, um, uh, Nightmite, and he actually, and he points out that you know, Mister Mix Pitilick and and Batmiter are dopes, and he wants to be a, a better imp than them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Didn't
2: He's we like... just?
0: Didn't Sorry. we just get an imp in Young Justice or something like that? It was like it was like a weird social justice imp or something.
1: Huh. Guys, remember I that? Know.
0: Like, I, uh-uh. like within the last three months or something. Hmm. It was yeah, it was, um, it was one that I,
2: just kind of landed with a thud. I haven't been reading those. I mean, I've been reading the one that's a spinoff of the Young Justice cartoon, but okay, maybe that's. Huh. I don't. I don't remember an imp in that. Interesting. it's,
1: yeah. it's the most fun comic. In a long time.
2: It is. And it even and the imp brings up the fact that uh something I've been wondering about throughout this series because I forgot this happened. And I kept on thinking that when did Blockbuster become smart? And turns out he made a deal with Neron, you know, DC's version of the devil, um, to have intelligence. And I completely forgot that ever happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just Django, thankful that's mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Django, there's a fun part where Nightmite is mentioning, well, I'm your biggest fan, um, we have t-shirts and then look at the fake t-shirt they've got. <laughs> oh. it's, him, it's holding up the Batman slapping Robin panel, but it's Nightwing slapping Batman. Oh, that's pretty good. They're going to make that t-shirt. Yeah, um, it's a big old fat tenjiman for me.
2: All right. All right. Roman, what do you got for it? I gave it a nine. It would have been a 10 for me if it had been the regular artist. Mm, um, mm-hmm. The art kind of a lot of times doesn't work for me. Well, mainly in the action sequences. Cause it was too hard for me to figure out what was happening <laughs>
0: dude i don't know if you guys have yeah. have been keeping up on social media but bruno redondo has a hard line against drawing fifth dimensional imps
1: oh it's good to have lines yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. So, well okay so speaking of tom taylor yeah deceased war of the undead gods number four tom taylor jeff's favorite trevor hair sign um
1: so much my favorite i haven't been reading this
0: oh you haven't been reading it
1: no i don't read tom taylor books
0: jeff <laughs> this is better than nightwing
1: oh I don't know if I go that far.
0: It is pretty
2: good, though. <laughs> uh,
0: this opens, giving us a very harrowing recap of Alfred killing his boys I don't do with it a shotgun. Right and uh, and then we find out that Alfred's been uh, hanging out quite a bit with Dr. Leslie Tompkins, which I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and uh, And then there's like, I rarely give a shit about what happens on Oa. Uh-oh. But when Batman punches Ganthet out with one punch <laughs> and Guy Gardner says one punch, <laughs> I was fucking sold. And so now it's like our heroes versus the Green Lanterns and the Guardians when they should all be teaming up to go up against New Genesis and the Anti-Life Equation. Hey, Roman, um,
1: that's a One Punch
2: Man reference, isn't it? No, it's a uh, yeah, given. If it's a given to Maddie, is well,
1: it's a reference to that. But One Punch Man is when they punch somebody, goes
0: one punch, one punch.
1: Oh, yeah, that was, I that that was how I that. read
0: Guy doing it. One
1: punch. <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio, I think it's a reference to One Punch Man.
0: Probably, probably. DC is known you for You love that. anime, <laughs> I do. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a fan of May, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I actually muted myself, but I said that at the same time.
0: Oh, nice, I nice. <laughs> sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> uh yeah just more amazing tom taylor um best tom taylor book i've read this week
2: yeah yeah and i li- <laughs> and roman, I like love- don't agree with that well i agree it's the best tom taylor book that Django read this week oh
1: oh god <laughs> man not that i need you in my corner but i like when you're there uh, and you when you said no i agree i was like no and then you you whipped out that roman fish and i loved it I,
2: uh, there's so many great moments in this and that batman i mean it's you know, Damian Wayne, Batman, figures out what you didn't even realize was a, was a, a mystery at the end. Oh and yeah, then, and, th- and then of course, oh man, spoilers, people. But the, the, I love the last page because of our our other favorite amp who shows up. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and things are going to get really bad or really good because he can just alter reality.
0: <laughs> oh wow, what if he he's has... what if he's tired of it and he wants to bring it all back to when it was fun? Because
1: <laughs> yeah. was the reveal there. Yeah. Um, yep. Do you guys remember that one-page like epilogue story that was in Superman American Alien? It was like the white border.
0: Yeah, that was really good.
1: It was really good. I forget exactly what happened, but man, I want to read it again. Yeah, well, Superman wasn't he like, bummed
0: that he good. couldn't hang out with Superman more?
1: I don't know. I feel like there's like a really menacing, threatening thing as it got further on. Like The last two panels are really dark.
0: Uh, I'll have to look that up again. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember really liking it. Um, all right, so other than uh, the full page ad here Roman that is advertising a glow in the dark cover but they didn't bother making the page glow in the dark for the Batman spawn hardcover uh, what would you give this what would you give this story
2: man 9.5 i mean I could I, easily, I could easily move it up to a 10 though and that whole thing with Alfred and 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 um... No, you do like it more than t- Nightwing this week, but only only because I didn't. There's care a good for the Alfred art. bit. Yeah, there is with Leslie mm-hmm. Topkins, and he's and it's so cute because he's still trying to kind of keep it secret. But yeah, you know, if Damien, anyone, D- Damien's de- like, no, this is great, Alfred. Good for you. If anyone
1: deserves to be happy,
2: it's Alfred. It's Alfred. Yeah, and when Damien mentions it to to his buddy Superman, John Kent, John's like, good for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you
0: go, Alfred. Alfred, you're gonna. Yeah. Uh so is that a <laughs> half or a 10, Roman?
1: I,
2: I need a 10 this week. I need a ten. 10. Yeah. 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 Ten.
1: Not everyone loves imps and cartoon dogs. Motherfucker, well, <laughs> this so is one does. cartoon
0: dog away from that imp.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <sighs> what was that joke from earlier about half a oh half ironic figure? <laughs> okay. Uh anyway. Uh okay, guys. Well, I mean, I've only got one thing worth talking about left on this list. I doubt everyone read it though. So do you guys have anything to clean up before we clean up?
2: Um namor number two was pretty awesome because it it's got golden age characters in it nice it and original, it's your name backwards yep my name backwards the original human torch is there's a mystery about him He's gonna come into conflict with namor it's cool love it that's love cool it, love it.
1: didn't they do a kind of a cool was the torch mystery involved with that defenders arc you really liked
2: um the latest oh one by al ewing and
1: no the one that was like namor and bucky and cap and it was like there was like ptsd stuff in it and was he in that at all
2: um he was no he was he was um and now i can't remember what his part of the story was but yeah he was in in that and this you know it's set in the future so like way in the future and namor's old and no longer king of atlantis and the torch starts appearing in the skies. Right, 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 right. Everybody except is surprised because, like, how can he still be alive? And was like, "Cause he's an android." What? Right. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Wow. That's you got a,
0: a score for it.
2: Oh, uh, said 10. Yes. He said ten. Oh, sorry. No, that was the previous book. Oh, um, sorry. this one, did I write it down? I gave an eight point five.
0: Nice, uh, Roman. Did you read True Cult number four?
2: True. Not yet. It's in the pile.
0: Fucking great. This book has has. I would m- expect so. Six times the words that any comic book deserves to have, uh, but it's just good. Uh, yeah, I, I won't say too much about it, but um, there's, there's something really special about this comic. And I'm going to give it an
1: 8.5. On the Richter scale. Cool.
0: The uh, only I, other one that... Oh, you, you got another one, I'm sure.
1: I was going to say I gave Murder World Avengers a 7.5. I thought it was better than it had any right to be, although it was... Uh, Not really about the Avengers at all And you follow just a different character on the whole time But there's a pretty great twist near the end And it was really brutal And uh, I like it I'm uh, I'm ready for it It's going to be a series of one shots And I think it's actually worth reading If people are interested in that type of thing
2: Roman, did you read Murder World Avengers? No, I I, I gotta admit I prejudged it and thought You know, this has got to be terrible
1: Way better than I thought it would be
2: Really? Okay Well, yeah. I, I'm making a list here Of the stuff like Batman and that That I need to pick up Yeah. Would you give it,
1: Jeff? uh 7.5 so not like incredible <laughs> but like pretty. it was pretty good it was kept me reading the entire time uh very easily pretty as well and then the twist made me want to read the next issue pretty good
0: so did you guys read junkyard joe number two no yes
1: we talked about my confusion with that
0: it's good jeff the the junkyard joe appearance in that other comic was like half a page okay and it's this is this could be standalone and it's gary frank And
1: my my head was that I was loving Geiger a ton and they released the 80 page Geiger giant and that had the first appearance of this character and I didn't read that 80 page giant. So I thought that this series was taking place, you know, coming like right out of Geiger, like a side character, just different look at the world of Geiger currently. And since I was behind, I didn't want to get into it yet. And then Jang was like, no, this is just a war story. And if it's a Gary Frank, Jeff Johns war story. Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're gonna dig it. It's really yeah. nice character work and very uh, strong silent robot. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I give it a I give it a nine. It even has a final page reveal. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, that's cool. They look really cool, and there's a mystery, and oh, it's awesome, dude.
1: We got a Jeff Johns book last week. A Jeff Johns book, two Jeff Johns books two? this week. We're having a bit of a jonnaissance, and I'm very into it
0: you get fired from tv or something or is he just miss comics
1: and he's doing those image <laughs> like winter ones in the anthology no, with, with like, andrew moody yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm glad he's something. back to comics because me too man he's dang, so he's good, good at it uh roman any high scores you want to report before we dip on out of here dip the script to the dip dip
2: um i mentioned nightwing oh boy batman the junkyard joe stargirl those are all my high scores oh dc east <laughs> I yeah, do all always say
1: that, D.C. East. Yeah, well, that's how it reads. <laughs> um, Same with uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know what happened there, but, <laughs> every, but all of us just got kind of a short-circuited.
1: <laughs> Same with that one book whose name I forgot, and then Django remembered it, and I forgot it again.
0: Oh, yeah, that one. It was Nightwing. It's, it's pronounced Nightwing?
1: No, you know what I'm talking about, Django?
0: No, I don't.
1: It was like String Divers or Perhaps not Earth or, Divers. Earth, oh, no. The one that Roman uh, always pronounced wrong. Pastaways. Pastaways, Pasta Ways. That's what it was. Pastaways. What was
2: that? I don't even remember it was a that.
1: comic series. It was called Past Aways. Two words. But if, if you read it together on polis and stuff, it looked like Pastaways. Ways. Ah. That was funny. I,
2: I, I vaguely remember
1: the joke, but I don't remember the comic. It was a Roman special.
2: It was as classic as Suck My Kiss and Erotic, Erotic. Mm-hmm. Roman special today on Pasta Ways, 3 Ooh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like we covered all the stuff that we needed to cover. Um, if you want to write us an email, we'd love like,
0: it. Like Will did this time.
1: Yep. Will, thank you for your resurgence of interest in Spawn as a franchise. We love you, and we love Spawn. Thank you for writing in. You can do just like Will and send an email to jeff at thecomicsplace.com. That's my personal email. You can say whatever you want in there. And I'll get it. And we can read it on the podcast. And if you don't want it right on the podcast, you can say not safe for air. And I won't read it on the podcast. You can also record an audio memo on your phone and email it to me as an attachment. Jeff at the Comics Place. Come on down. We want content that's not just each other. Because behind the scenes, 293 episodes, we don't like each other that much.
0: At each other's (laughs) throats.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, My email address could be jeff at jangosthroat.com.
0: Huh. I think that's a domain name that I bought just to protect myself from other people buying it. Damn it. it. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, we haven't really discussed this, but I think we're going to take three weeks off near the end of the year.
1: We are. Tell the kids about it.
0: We're going to take three weeks off near the end of the year.
1: See ya. How am I going to get my <laughs> comics in me?
0: Well, you can come to our comic store. We're going to be open seven days a week starting uh after black friday we'll be open seven days a week until christmas time and uh with extended hours on some of those days and you can come talk to us irl about the comics that we read
1: what that means in real on, life what's going on with politics oh man did you guys see black adam
0: yeah all did of the
1: world of wakanda
0: did you no. like black adam or black panther better
1: way more world of wakanda way okay. more okay
0: um did you guys notice that this week we hit eight billion people on the planet? Yeah, I heard. that. Sent a rocket back to the moon.
1: Didn't hear about that. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah, those are the two good things that happened this week. I was pretty is excited. Eight billion
1: about it. people, good. Yeah, no. that's good. That's not good. No,
0: no but it's it's not that as bad is. as <laughs> it's not as bad as that Florida man announcing his uh, bid for presidency. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Florida man?
0: Donald Trump, the Florida <laughs> is, man. Is he from Florida? <laughs> he lives there. That's where Mar-a-Lago is. Oh. There was the the New York Post, who is like kind of a right leaning newspaper, said we're not covering Trump if he goes for president again. And when he announced that he was running for president again, um, the only thing that they had on their cover. Was a banner across the bottom that says "Florida man makes announcement."
1: <laughs> that was the New York Times, the New
0: York Post. It, okay. It's just like, holy shit! It is it like nothing to see here.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good joke.
0: Very good troll.
1: Well, on that note, uh, we hope to see all of you next week for another episode of a very good troll. I'm Jeff,
0: and I'm Roman. I'm Django, and. I was wondering.
1: That was another very good troll. We'll see you all next week.